Hanley Armagh, Caroline O'Hanlon, the right person in the right team. Only for point number 10. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sideline Night Podcast. We have another re- uh, preview show coming up as Armagh take on Donegal this weekend. Joining us once again is Paddy Savage, and along with Barry O'Hagan, former Armand Clan Gale star and 2002 All-Ireland winner. So, Barry, thanks very much for coming on with us, and uh, Paddy, once again, joining us. Um, man, I suppose looking forward to this week, the big thing coming in before the match actually starts is the fans are allowed back, and Paddy, that must be music to your ears. Okay, I know I'm delighted. Um, you know we've been talking about it for for, for so long that um, these uh, these games in front of front of empty stadiums, you know, they're they're better than nothing, and they've been great, and they were great distraction, particularly last winter when things were very bleak. But um, it's it's not where we want it's not where we want to be. Um, I suppose it's uh, you know it's brilliant for the five hundred. Uh, Brilliant for the 500 people that can get in. We'd obviously be hoping, look, this is the... It makes sense to have stepping stones, but we'll, we'll hope that this is the, the start and that we can maybe move, you know, over the next few weeks towards at least, you know, maybe percentages of uh, capacity, you know, starting to work off. Um, I see some of the, the trials that they're, they're, they're doing across the water with sporting events, you know, working for, you know from 25% capacity and up. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to get there sooner rather than later because... Uh, yeah, it'd be great, great for the 500 that are able to get there. Um, not so great for the people that aren't, but the saying, Sean, the, the people that I really, really feel for are the poor club secretaries up and down the up and down the county. Because you start to do the sums there, you know, I think it was 500 people, 50 going to Donegal. Um, I, you know, um, I assume there'll be at least, if you, you, the, you all the squad members, the playing squad members will be getting a couple of tickets. I certainly hope they are. They should be. So you're gonna. That's probably gonna leave you somewhere between three hundred and four hundred tickets between forty clubs. Um, so that's, you know, that that's not a nice job. Um, I know, but Barry, you'd have been insulated from it. You know, but back in the glory days of when, yeah, when you didn't need a ticket when you were, you know, when in the glory days of the the, run, the runs in the noughties, it was, you know, there used to be serious serious debate and rise over tickets, and that'll be um, that'll be reinstigated now. But look, it's a good problem to have, and. You know, hopefully, where hopefully this is just the you know say the stepping stone, and um, we'll have, be able to have a bigger crowd in for the for the anthem match. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully by championship time you're looking at a couple of thousand getting in. But uh, Barry, you're up at Donny in Donegal at the minute. You've been there for I don't know the best part of two decades, maybe. Um, you not get down to this game, obviously. And um, traveling down to Armagh, is there any way you could work with the clans to get a ticket down or anything? I don't know. I think I think I'd be well down the packing order and Clan Gale getting a ticket, even though my father's chairman. But look, just back to what Paddy said. I think during the winter lockdown, it was great to watch sport, any type of sport and TV, particularly our own games. Um, but sports nothing without fans. You know, I was a I'll get a wee plug in. Clan Gale won under sixteen county title last night in the Athletic Grounds. Is that it? Five hundred people. You would have thought there was five thousand people at it. You know, it was. You know. Uh, you just you just can't really watch sport anymore without spectators 
good to get through a lockdown, but even looking at the Premier League, maybe 8,000 people on it, you can hardly hear yourself in the stadiums. I'd be an avid boxing fan, and I have to say, watching a lot of professional fights was a hard watch. Fans back, a friend of mine had a second professional fight there in the weekend in Coventry, a young lad, Brett McGinty. And I think there was 1,800 people at it, but you'd have thought there was 18,000 at it. You know, sport just just isn't the same without fans. As Paddy has said, great to get through the winter, but it's great to see back. And I know Croke Park's talking about up to 20 or 30,000 30, fans, hopefully for all irons, and that'll be great to see. And look, you know, if you're unlucky not to get a ticket, you know, there'll be plenty of club games up and down the country you can go and watch all summer as well. Uh, that's an important point, uh, Barry, just about the atmosphere on that. You know, look, I vividly remember last summer, you know, when we were able to, I was doing a few commentaries and whatever uh, in the athletic grounds. And yeah, it was a small amount of people, but there was an atmosphere um, and it, you know, it made a difference. Uh, re- really, really did. So it's, it's just great news. Yeah, the atmosphere is something like that. Uh, you could notice definitely party in the club championship last year and the commentary box was actually outside. We weren't allowed in the media box, so our my TV was done out in the crowd, which was out of the atmosphere maybe a wee bit. But Barry, um, you obviously played in front of thousands in Croke Park and in Clonus on the big days for our What's it, What would it be like for a player playing in front of an empty uh, stadium? Like I know like both benches were there last week to shout all encouragement and whatever and have been the whole time the games have went ahead. But if you were playing... Do you thrive off the crowd, the cheering after a point or a big turnover or something, or are you just are you focused on the game and you're not really concerned with the crowd? No, I think 100%. I think a player that tells you they don't, they don't thrive off the crowd would be telling lies. You know, you'll get guys now talk about the process and focus on their job and they don't care if there's 80,000 or yet there. That simply can't be true because if you do something good in a game and there's 80,000 people rowing you on and one of your teammates makes a block or gets a goal or something like that, you know, it's, it really lifts your whole team. And, and the other side of the coin, if you, you know, if you make a mistake, you can definitely hear it. From my own experience of playing, and I would say most players um, have been in this scenario, I found it easier playing in front of big crowds. Sometimes National League games, um, smaller crowds, you can hear the criticism a bit more or if you're at a club game, some boy calling you names that probably they shouldn't be calling you, that can affect your game a bit more than if you're in Croke Park or Clonus or Casement Park. You don't really hear, you just hear the noise, but you can hear the criticism when there's 500 people at it. And I would imagine you can hear it even more when there's no fans at it from opposition management or players or whatever. So look, I think it'll only benefit players, gives you get you that extra wee 5% um, in the closing stages of the game. Like, and I think everybody, every player welcome some sort of fans back back watching our games. I suppose it's good from an Armagh perspective that they're getting most of the tickets this weekend. Donegal's getting very few. Um, if it had been last weekend, Tyrone, it probably would have been 50-50. But, um, but I suppose just to touch on last weekend, um, Armagh come away with a five-point defeat. Um, a lot of things happened that we covered on the review show, the likes of the, the injuries and the penalty miss. Um, what were your thoughts on the game? Were you, were you happy with Armagh's performance? Did you think that they performed well to come up against Tyrone like at that level? Or, or what did you think? Yeah, small margins, I think, Sean. Um, what's in a couple of podcasts you did earlier in the week with Aaron and, and Geezer himself? You know, I think the reality is if Stefan had tucked the penalty away, I think Armagh would have gone on and won the game. I was a bit worried when we went, I think, was it 7-1 down or something? And I thought, you know, my mind went back to the Donegal game and a couple of other 
games were with collapse, but we showed great character, great work rate, came back well into the game. And look, Tyrone, Tyrone weren't a five-point better team than Armagh last weekend. I just do think that the game hinged on the penalty. Tyrone got a bit of energy out of it. The energy seemed to, to drain out of Armagh. I don't really put it down to the injuries Armagh got. I think just the, the impact of missing that penalty, what that can do on your team. And you know, So Armagh are probably a wee bit further on than what I actually thought. So I was pleasantly surprised. I know there's a lot of injuries, but you know today's teams, you can be sure in the current COVID environment, support teams and all we're expecting that you have to use your squads and get injuries. You're seeing it all over the country. So no, I was pleasantly surprised. And I think Armagh are moving in the right direction with a couple of tweaks. We'll probably cover it later in the programme. But, you know, I'd be, I'd be happy enough with progress today and I'm looking forward to the game at the weekend. And what did you think, Paddy? Like, me and Arne talked about it. it was disappointing to be beat and even more disappointing to be beat by Tyrone because they really have held the upper hand in, um, over the last 10 years or so. But what were your thoughts, Paddy? Happy enough that Armagh performed well despite everything that happened during the game? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, obviously... You know, Geezer won't want too much talk about you know people being content um, after a five point defeat, probably. But look, the, the thing that we we said before the season started, Sean, was you know what will we or we've been saying it for a couple of seasons now. What do we want to see from Armagh? Ideally, we would like them to be competitive in Division One, and we've had two games and we have looked competitive in Division One. Um, so. That's yeah. That that that's the positive. Um, and it was it was definitely as Barry says, game I could have won. Um, now look, thrown you know, not everything went right for thrown. For example, if um, you know, there was that 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 goal that um, is probably really just just laziness from from Donaghy or um, uh, absent mindedness that not didn't get um out of the square before the the ball came to him off the post. Um, you know, so that that you know that that could have been a goal thrown had is, uh, and then obviously those are our penalty miss. Um, you could you know for, probably wasn't a game that you thought afterwards you know oh, Larma should have won it, but. They could have won it, um, and you know they, they they certainly looked like they deserved and belonged in the you know, you know same company as as their own. And look, you know we that's where we want to be, and we've now got you know a couple of opportunity on the and, and an important one on uh, on Saturday to make sure that we are in that sort of company again next year. Well, this is it's a must win party if. We want to secure our Division 1 status on, on Saturday evening. This is a must-win. Um, you obviously have the the um, the option of the playoff if we lose, but obviously our fans don't want to be there. They'd rather um, win this Saturday night and move on to a semi-final where you can test yourself. It's going to be Carrier Dublin you're going to be playing. Um, Barry, what's, what's the feeling like in Donegal? They obviously feel they must win this as well. Um, if, if Armagh do get the win... And the other game goes their own way, then Donegal are in their relegation playoff, and that's the last place they want to be as well. I, you know, Sean, I, I get the sense that Donegal just aren't maybe as fussed about the league this year as they would be in, in normal years. You'll see that in the first couple of matches in terms of the subs they're bringing on. I think I think Declan and his management team are want to get up the lack of Steve McManaman, Paddy McGrath, people have got to get the minutes, get uh, Neil McGee people. I think it's more about getting minutes into the legs of people who missed plenty of football last year. I think Donegal's the type of team of strength and depth. They'll not particularly worry if they go down into Division 2 next year. They're, they're building towards the championship. They don't want to see what happened to them last year and caught cold by Kevin. So I would say, even if Donegal had lost that game last week to Monaghan, they wouldn't have been overly worried about it. They lost Michael Murphy. 
Ryan McHugh's maybe not just playing the way he was a couple of years ago and they're introducing players, young fellas into the squad, getting the minutes. So I don't think they're they're as worried about Division 1 status. Now, obviously, they want to stay in, but I think it's much, much more important to Armagh. And probably this game, you know, is Armagh's most important game of the season because it's vital for this team's development that we stay in Division 1. And I think, you know, we're not far off it because Monaghan's performance last week again, Donegal showed that the week before Armagh put in a really solid display. People talking about uh, Monaghan maybe in the way down. Monaghan have had a couple of great minor teams and you'll see those lads introduced in recent weeks and they look the part as a senior inter-county player. So, no, I think this is a more important game for Armagh. I think Armagh have to use that at the weekend. This is this is do or die for them because I don't think Armagh will want to be facing Tyrone or Monaghan again if Donegal won at the weekend. So, I think Armagh, regardless of injuries, the big squad, you know, they need to put all their eggs in the one basket for this weekend and come away with a win. I think, I think Sean, you know, you hear in the modern game a lot of players and managers that don't talk about revenge or it's not about it's about this game and the process. If any top player worth his salt, you know, Donegal have beat Armagh, I don't know, many times in a row. Um, and that has got to be weighing on the players' mind. They've got to be going out looking to get one over in Donegal, particularly Michael Murphy not available. Um, a couple of other minor injuries that they have. You know, this is an opportunity for Armagh to put the rights of, of last November or whatever they played in the semi-final. They need to put that right. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, Barry, because as you say, like, if you asked one of the Armagh panellists at the minute, they would say, no, last year is no effect. This is a new game, new year, a new situation. But you're, you've said that last year does matter. Aaron Kiernan said that if he was on the panel, he would be thinking of last year. So, like, it's bound to have an impact. It's bound to be in their heads that whether revenge is too strong of a word, they're going to want to put their own uh, right on Saturday night and go out and hopefully win, but definitely put up with a better show on than they did last year. Of course. You know, for, for any player, I suppose, and, and out in the media now, players are probably told what to say and not really what to think. They give the opposition ammunition, but no, there's no top player that doesn't have revenge in their mind in any sport. If, if somebody has beat you and I go back to when Rory Gallagher was running for Mana they give us a bit of a trouncing in the athletic round so there's a lot of those Donegal players still playing some of the Armagh boys are still about so that has to be in the back of your mind that you, you need to right the wrong Paddy, Paddy talked earlier about you know the great times following Armagh in the late 90s 2000s you know it's great now when you look back that that, that team had a lot gathered a lot of silverware that team got a lot of big defeats heavy defeats in the athletic grounds and elsewhere to Derry, to Donegal, the teams like that. And, you know, they used it. Um, well, it's not revenge as such. You do it to, to win your own games. It, it is in the back of the mind. And I, I do think this Armagh team are going along the right way, but they have to take a big scalp. There's no good, you know, beating a team and then having a, a dodgy performance the next day. This is this is a very, very important game for Armagh. <laughs> and gather momentum if they do get a big win again Donegal regardless of Michael Murphy is playing or not the the energy that this could give this Armagh team going into the summer maintain their Division 1 status finally getting the Donegal monkey off their back that's vital and I have no doubt Geezer and the three Cairns are drumming that into the Armagh players this week Armagh players put a lot of time and effort in they've prayed they, they do not want to be getting another defeat to Donegal this weekend and Paddy we, we talked about that a lot last year about Armagh's inconsistency and they, were, they couldn't put two good games back-to-back. They couldn't put two wins back-to-back. Um, they've put two decent performances back-to-back now, beating Monaghan and come, coming and putting it up to Tyrone. This would be a massive step in the right direction if they could get a good performance and hopefully get the win as well. 
Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. I mean, if we if we can win this game on 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 Saturday, you'd be so so positive going into the going into the championship, you know, because you'd be well. We actually, you know, the the wrapped up their division one status without having to go through a playoff. They've got a you know they'd, they'd be into a semi final and they'd really feel they belong. You know, it'd be, it would be such a positive um, experience uh, for them. Um, so look, hopefully we can. Hopefully we can do it, uh, but you know we're going to have to find that consistency, um, you know, in performance because um, you know sometimes, yeah, sometimes I suppose when when you're critical about um, inconsistency, though, know, sometimes maybe it's it's as much about performance. If you're playing well week to week, you know, there's always there's always times where results will go against you. That's just that's just football. That's just uh, sport. But uh, I suppose one of the things you know that those. Um, Seasons that we spent in in Division uh, Three and Division Two is that you know one week one week our mad looked like they're you know really far far too good for that level and then the next they wouldn't you know they they look really really flat but um, you know in, in terms of the performances I think you know the the two performances we've put in uh, together uh, t- two weeks in a row now probably similar enough levels maybe. And like we're gonna have to talk about the injuries. It's it's such a huge talking point coming into this game. Um, strangely losing your full back line before half time is just a, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before and then to lose Barry, Potty Burns in the second half um, to go down to 14 men at the end was just a disaster for Armas so the likelihood is the four of them are going to be out there's hope but James Morgan could maybe come back Aaron Kiernan was saying um, on Tuesday's show that he's hopeful that he can come back um, Barry I assume you're of the same view as Aaron Kiernan he thought yeah, it's a bit of a disaster, but it's no excuse. They have a big squad. They have enough men there to come in and play. The likes of Brendan Donahue, Paul Hughes, you still have experienced defenders there to come in and, and that can do a job. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, so you know, sometimes you can look for excuses and when, when things aren't going well and you're not getting your wins, you know, you can lament, you know, we're missing such and such at the back and we're missing so many defenders. But look, that's an opportunity for other players to come in. The one team that you never hear complaining and I know they've great strength and depth is Dublin you know Jack McCaffrey drops off the panel that's fine go and do what you want to do they just focus on the players that are there and the year and you know the team at four weeks to get together before their games which which we all know at that level and and you know the level of intensity is probably not enough so they'll have planned for injuries maybe mind you not as many injuries as they got the contact and soft tissue injuries they got last weekend but the team and all the top teams will have prepared for using their squad there's going to be hamstring injuries. There's going to be contact injuries. People have been locked up in the country for six to seven months, you know. So so I would say they've planned for that. No one geezer. They've just put it to the back of the mind and focus on the guys that are fit this week, you know. And, and the Armada defence comes under, gets a bit of bad press at times, you know, in terms of, you know, we're great from midfield up and we can get scores. But, you know, defensively, it's the team's responsibility. If you, if you go back to the semi-final and analyse it, you know, in great detail. The things that went wrong that day wasn't our one-to-one defending. Aidan Forker, Mark Michael Murphy out of it. One-to-one at the back, we didn't do too bad. It was the runners coming from deep. You know, I think Michael Lang maybe caught the throw in and went and kicked it over the bar, a goal opportunity. All those big lads, Thompson and that, were coming from deep. You wouldn't get doing that again the Dublins of this world. James McCarthy and people like that make physical contact. They'll get in people's way. You, You wouldn't imagine... Dublin giving up scores the way we did. And I think Paddy touched on it in the previous podcast. You know, um, we're playing well and we have a bad five minutes and we give up one five. 
you know, and that's coming from deep runners from deep. You know, we've got to make physical contact. You've seen against her own at the weekend, Charlie Oak Burns, Grimley, the two on age running at pace. If we can start doing that the other way and getting people's way, and I'm hoping Kieran McKeever rolling that, it's going to take him a bit of time. But Kieran, obviously, you wouldn't have been running from deep in, in, in the Kieran's territory when he was playing. And I'm not talking about doing anything dirty, but Kieran would have made physical contact. He would have stopped runners, he'd organize people around him. Armagh just need that just to get that more defensive element into the game, not necessarily from the defenders, but you can't have those big, tall, athletic Donegal players run through the centre of our defence the way they did last year. You know, and I think that's that's critical. And, and I know the like of Kieran McKeever will be working on that, but it's about going out and doing it on the field at the weekend. And is losing that bit of experience, Paddy, do you think, like, Barry's talking about there has to be a physical presence in that middle of the field, and we have enough big men there to do it, the likes of Grimley, Charlie Oag, the two O'Neills, there's enough big men around that middle section. But in defence, we're we're losing a bit of experience. Waden Falker, who is probably our best player, has been. Um, if James Morgan's not available, they're probably our two most experienced defenders as well. And that, that's obviously a concern for, for Geezer. Okay, surely, like you know, if you've four or five defenders out, that's not what you, that's not what you want. You know, the, there's a reason those lads were starting because they're they're very very good players. But if it just a couple of positive notes, I was actually just looking at um, going back here through old teams, um, and I know sometimes we maybe you, you don't maybe realise how experienced some of our players are. Um, you know, because I, I looked at that. If you remember that game we played Donegal um, two years ago in the league, it was a it was a woeful bad night in uh, in Bally Buffet. And like the, you know, it's a point. You know, they got a, they, they got a goal. We didn't one nine to eleven points. And actually, you see, when I look here at the at the defence um, or you know the sort of the back sort of seven, um, you had Blaine Hughes, James Morgan, Aaron McKay. Now, Minnie McShane's there, corner back, I think, and I see Charlie Vernon's at number 10, so I assume that Charlie was playing back there. Connor Mackin, Greg McCabe, and Paul Hughes. And actually, there's every chance that we could play a very, very similar, but you know, a lot of those lads are going to be available and are going to be starting on Saturday. Um, and then you've also got the likes of, of Brandy Donaghy, uh, Barry McCambridge, and um, Ross McQuillan maybe to, to bring in. So, you know, those... Those players, those personnel, they've been competitive with uh, Donegal before, um, and there's no reason why they can't do it again. Um, and I think also just the Barry touched a real important point there that that it's not, it's not always just about you know the defender or who's marking who. Like say, take that Monaghan game, Sean. Um, like I was in that third quarter, I was I was t- texting a couple of my friends, and I was worried about it because our man were open and they were being caught open, um, and you know. It looked like the sort of game. It was starting to remind me of that 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 uh, qualifier against Roscommon uh, a couple of years back. You know where Ma, where Roscommon were just you know, cutting through us knife through knife through butter and, and goal chance after goal chance. But if you actually look back at that Monaghan game, you seen the third quarter once we got the water break and we got organised. Completely different side. You know we started defending as a t- uh, as a team again. Um, I'm sure you know Kieran um, McKeever and, and Geezer started. Uh, you know, chatting to them just, you know, short time, but how can we get this sorted out? And they were just so much better organised and we looked so more um, solid as a unit um, just in, in, in that, you know, after that water break. So, it you know, it, it's making those changes. You know, we were we were able to do it. We were, you know, we were able to sort of turn the ship a bit uh, against Monaghan. Um, and look, you know, there's players 
there's there's players the likes of you know Barry McCain, which is probably gonna you know be asked to to step up. But you know there's a reason that they're they're involved in that um, squad, and look, that's what that's what ultimately the the league should be about, and probably has always been about is you know trying to bet the to to bed new players into your team. So look, it could be this this could be the making of us. You know, it's not what you want it to happen, surely, but. You know, the, uh, there's no point probably being too negative about it. And Paddy, that that league match that you referred to a couple of years ago in 2019, um, you said the goal was the difference. Michael Murphy came on that night. I think he scored one two, yeah. and he really turned the game. He he won the game essentially that night. And Barry, we know he's not going to be available. He got injured last week against Monaghan in the first minute or two. He hardly played at all. Um. I don't want to say Donegal's a one-man team because obviously they're not. They have so much quality throughout the field, but he's a massive, massive miss for them. And if Armagh are going to win this game, it's a it's a positive for them that Michael Murphy's not going to be on the field. Look, certainly, if you're in the Armagh dressing room and you were given the choice of Murphy being on or off the pitch, you'd take it off the pitch. He's, he's you know, he's a once-in-a-generation player. You know, in the last 30 years, he's up there with the top players you know, that has played the game. I just I would have liked to see his career and staying inside a bit more the way Donegal play doesn't allow it. But you know, you'd like to see someone like Michael, what would even like at the age of score playing for the dubs or something. You know, he, he does a number of different roles for Donegal, so it's better for us that he's not playing. But uh Aiden Fogger marked him really, really well last year, done an excellent man marking job. Michael looked a bit flat in the game last year and Donegal still won by twelve. As you say he went off early last week and Donegal still came back. For, from I think there were nine points behind at one stage so I do think there's there's other things that our man need to work on I've already touched on it the runners from deep that's what that's what caused us the problems in the game last year if you remember in the first half we'd got the ball into the danger zone a couple of times and took the wrong option Donegal counted us a couple of times a kick out malfunctioned not necessarily the goalkeeper's fault but we spilled the ball or we hadn't somebody under the break so we've really got to tidy those things up particularly because going forward you know, I think we're starting to get a rhythm, starting to get a wee bit of chemistry in the team. I was really happy Ray O'Neill playing 11 last week. He's a bit like Michael Murphy. You know, can you afford to leave him in at 14 when the ball's not coming in? Or he's such a great ball winner and d- distributor of the ball. But I like him at 11. He can come into the middle or he can move up front. You know, and I'd, I'd like to see my own club man, Stefan, staying in on the edge of square. You know, Stefan's been moved about a bit. And I think Oshin O'Neill was playing 14 last week. But... I'd like to see Stefan playing at 14 because I think that's his best position and building up a wee bit of a relationship with uh, with Rain because I think Rain sees the big picture. He sees it two passes ahead and, and, and Stefan will definitely get these scores in there. I think Stefan probably a new stepping up to the penalty last week. He, he wasn't having a great game. He, he was lacking a wee bit of confidence and you sort of seen it coming, but a fully firing Stefan Campbell um, playing the way he is. He's a, he's a phenomenal footballer. I've seen it firsthand since he was a young fella. I think if we can get Stefan Farn the way he was a couple of years ago, along with Rian and Oshin O'Neill, there'll not be many teams can handle us from midfield up, you know, and, and I would just like to see that wee bit of rhythm between the two, the two O'Neills have it, their two brothers, two cross teammates, obviously. I'd like to bring Stefan into the next sort to see can we get more out of him, but there's definitely more in him, and I think we'd be a much, much better team, you know. I don't know, is the weight of the captaincy uh, playing on him a bit, affecting his own game? I, I don't know, I just... Stefan's a type of boy, but he could go out this, this weekend and kick a goal in five, and then he'd have the season of his life. So I'm hoping that'll happen. But I would just like to see him stay in there at 14 
I always talk to Damon Marsden about us and Clan Gale too. I'd like to see him staying and he plays everywhere only there. We can't afford to play him in there. But, you know, certainly if I was running the team and Stephen Campbell was on it, it would be the team. Uh, you'd be playing them at 14 and looking to get the ball in them. Well, as you say, Barry, he, he maybe hasn't been in the best form or he, he wasn't, uh, didn't play his best game last week. How do you rectify that? Is that getting him a, a certain position that he feels comfortable in, getting him on the ball, getting him game time, um, maybe hit a couple of frees early to get get the rhythm going? How, how do you counteract that then? I do. I do think we need to get a settled position on him. He played 12, I think, for Armagh last year. He was do, up and down the line, but he, he wasn't really a threat. He, you know, he was doing hard work for the team. He was he was tracking those runs. But I, I think if you're going to get the best out of out of Stephen Campbell, Stephen Campbell has the potential to be one of the best forwards in Ulster. You know, without a shot of a doubt, the the talent is hanging out of the young fella. Um, left side, right side, and I just think he needs a settled position. He needs to feel that you know he's going to be in there and we're going to get ball in. There. And I do think Ryan O'Neill's a smart player. Ryan O'Neill, you know, well he's a scorer and he's a ball winner. He's a very very intelligent footballer. The way he sees a pass. And I do think, I know the game has changed in, in, in the last decade, but I do think you're 11 and 14. You know, if you had a good relationship there and both of them in settled positions, that we could, we could definitely get more out of both of them. And then you've Oshin O'Neill in the mix as well. But I do, I do think the only way you get your, your confidence back is just keep training and plugging away and it will come eventually for you. You know, as I say, Stefan has the potential to go out and kick a goal five at the weekend and then things become easy again. But we've all been there, even bad days. You've had, you started snatch at things. You make a mistake. It plays in your mind, and you know you're thinking about the next ball without doing things naturally. And and Stefan's game is so much about uh, coming naturally to him. So uh, look, uh, the tide will turn. He's working hard. He's very dedicated. Great footballer, and it'll come. But if we can get another twenty percent out of him, Armagh will be a much much better team. And Paddy, this weekend, like we spend so much time talking about Armagh's firepower, and like Barry has touched on every one of them there. But this weekend, looking at Donegal defensively last week, there's big question marks over them. Um, obviously, Conor McCarthy's hot trick caught the headlines, but they've conceded 427 in the two games they've played. Um, Tyrone got 16 points against them on Monaghan 411. I'm not going to say they're there for the taking, but there is chances there in that Donegal full, full back line and in the defence that a Farmer can get going properly on their full forward lines, um, working well. That there, there is scoring opportunities there. Oh, yeah, and I think if, if the set of fours that we do, there's going to be scoring opportunities against against every team. Um, you know, yeah. Look, the, the obvious thing, I suppose, when you see Manon scoring four goals, is to is to think, oh, you know, that that's that, that's that's a great thing for Armagh. You know, what can can we try and do something similar? But the reality is, is that that's you know, in terms of the video sessions and the and, and the work that Donny Gall have been doing this week, they'll they'll have been focused, they'll have been absolutely zeroing in on the, on that issue and trying to trying to rectify that. Um, but you know, look. We have, uh, and when Barry went, went through it there um, in uh, in a lot of detail, I wouldn't have a lot. I wouldn't have a lot to add. When you when you look at the, the quality of forwards that we have, the two O'Neills, Rory Grugans in brilliant, brilliant form. Stephen Campbell is 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 a, is a top top player, um, and you know, other lads alongside them. Like we can we can do damage surely, you know, against uh, against any team. Um, I, I you know I, I would feel so. Yeah, look, you know, Donegal have conceded a conceded a few scores, and um, so we talked about it in the last couple of podcasts. Sean, is that you, you know, if you're gonna 
win games in Division One, the, the chances are you're going to have to get up to that sort of 16, 17 uh, point mark. You know, um, obviously you can get a couple of goals, it makes it that uh, makes it that bit easier. And Barry, just to finish up then, um, are Donegal carrying a bit of man- momentum into this weekend? Because obviously they won the first game against Throne, which was probably the big game of the of the Division One North. Um, last weekend, nine points down at a stage and to come back and uh, get a draw out of it, it probably feels like a win um, walking away from it. There's probably a bit of bounce in the Donegal training sessions this week, um, still undefeated. They'll be carrying a bit of man- momentum into the Thetakerns this weekend. Um, I, th- I think they will. If they lost the game last week, Sean, I have to come back. They, they might have been on a bit more of a downer. But I- I'll go back to the point. I don't think Donegal, I think Donegal are thinking July, August. I think they're thinking further down the line. And I think I think they're using the league to get players, get games, get minutes into players. You know, they'll have all their sports scientists and S&C men looking so many sprints and so many kilometres covered by guys. I-, I think they'll be focusing more not on the lack of McManaman, Paddy McGrath, people like that. I think Donegal are at a stage now where they've beat Armagh that many times. I don't think they'll be overly worried about going to the athletic grounds. I, I read a report today, I think one of their former players in the Irish News today was just saying Armagh is not at that level and Donegal's here. I think we a bit disrespectful. I think, I think what we've got to do is make the athletic grounds a really, really tough place to come again physically. Um, first and foremost, because if, you're, if you think back to years and years ago, even when Armagh weren't going that well, you know, very few people come out of the athletic grounds with a victory. So I think we've got to make that a fortress again. I think this game means more to us. This is more like a championship game for us. I don't think Donegal would be overly worried playing a playoff game. I think they'll look at that going, that's another game to get players. You know, they'll not mind if it's a playoff game or a league semi-final. I don't think. Um, but I think this game means more to Armagh. Going back to your point around their defence again, McManaman only came on. He's their talisman in there. He's replaced Neil McGee and he missed a good part of last year. And I think once he comes back in, once Paddy McGrath comes in, they're out and out defenders. The Donegal defence will tighten up a bit and you'll see Neil McGee playing a bit better if he's those two beside him as well. Yeah, um, definitely. I think the likes of Neil McGee and uh, McManaman McGrath, like they're, they're defenders that no team could really do without. And let's hope you're right, Barry, that Donegal maybe take their eye off the ball this weekend and Armagh um, can get the victory on Saturday night. Um, all Armagh teams are out this weekend. Um, the Camogues, they're at home to Waxford on Saturday at 2 o'clock in um, Pearshow Park in Ballacrumway. Um, and on Sunday, the Hurlers play Monaghan uh, at 2 o'clock there away to Monaghan, while the ladies also play Monaghan and it's at home in the athletic grounds at 2 o'clock. Um, so any streams or anything for them games, we'll be putting them out in the coming days. And obviously the Armagh and Donegal match is live on our sport at half seven on Saturday night. So thanks very much for coming on, men, and talking us through Armagh's chances on Saturday evening. Thanks, Sean. Glory, Sean.
Cup. It's all over.